0: remembers Liam and Noel Gallagher from Oasis, the popular 90s rock band. They had mega hits like Champagne Supernova and Wonderwall. I even recall singing their songs with my kids on the way to camp. Oasis was the most successful British group since the Beatles, but beyond their talent and popularity, it was the very public and epic battles between older brother Noel and younger sibling Liam that branded them as the bad boys of rock. I recently watched the documentary titled Oasis Supersonic, and I was struck by the Gallagher Brothers connection to my work at Make Resilience Matter for children exposed to intimate partner violence. Welcome, I'm Dr. Ramona Laggia, lead investigator of Make Resilience Matter, associate professor of social work, and the Factor Inwintash share in children's mental health at the University of Toronto. Make Resilience Matter is a research project dedicated to promoting resilience for children who have been exposed to domestic or intimate partner violence. This is our first podcast and we're excited to be here and to have you here. Our goal is to assist helping professionals like children's mental health workers, social workers, child welfare workers and psychologists, as well as policymakers and researchers to better understand why some children do well after being exposed to violence in their family. In essence, why do some children and youth show resilience after coming through the fire while others do not? And that's why I thought that Noel and Liam Gallagher were so interesting. I tell you their story from the documentary, which they produced, not to draw attention to their over-the-top rock star lifestyle portrayed in the media, but to make a point about children, resilience, and domestic violence. The documentary tells how the brothers grew up in a social housing estate in Manchester, England. The Gallaghers talk about their alcoholic father physically abusing their mother. They still remember their mother's humiliation. And as Noel further recounts how his dad beat the living daylights out of him. Ultimately, their mother left with the boys and divorced her husband, and they've had sporadic contact with him over the years. In interviews, Noel relates how his home situation forced him to withdraw as a preteen, eventually spending hours in his room with a guitar that he found lying around the house. It was during a time when he was on probation for truancy and stealing at the age of 13 that Noel says he discovered music, saying that it was his escape from everything, no matter what was going on at home or at school. That term, escape, is important because it's one of our recent research findings on the association between resilience and children exposed to domestic violence. If you read our first blog at makeresiliencematter.ca, You'll know that in interviews we conducted with adults about their childhoods affected by domestic violence, escaping was one of the themes that came through strongly as a way of coping. Some of our study participants told of retreating into books, becoming voracious readers as a way to get away from a difficult and frightening home atmosphere. Others said they escaped into activities like sports or, as Noel Gallagher did, music. All these forms of escape along with other factors and processes, are pathways to resilience for children. And while some kids come across these purely by chance, Noel has said that no one remembers where his original guitar came from or why it was in the house. There is a lesson here for those involved in supporting children and families coping with domestic abuse. To that end, we've produced a fact sheet 21 Ways to Resilience that's available, along with other useful tools, at makeresiliencematter.ca. The fact sheet helps professionals identify factors and processes that can be developed, taught, or strengthened, like skills and talents, a relationship with a safe ally, and access to safe havens through a community resource like an after-school program, community center, or library. A child doesn't need all 21 to experience a resilience pathway or process. And while a child may have had some of the factors before the abuse even began, others can be fostered. And that's our point, and one of the most important messages we want to convey. Resilience is not innate. It can be fostered. It's not that some children have it and others don't. It's just that we are still learning how we can recognize and promote resilience for all children. And how do we define resilience? You can see the more detailed definition at MakeResilienceMatter.ca, but essentially resilience is a process of navigating through adversity using internal and external resources. Now you can certainly argue that both Noel and Liam Gallagher went on to excel at behaviors many would describe as maladaptive, including very public fights, substance abuse, and general trashing of hotel rooms. But I wonder if things might have been even worse if they hadn't had music as a lifeline. There's also the intense relationship between the brothers and what happens to siblings who grow up in an abusive household. Through our research, we're just beginning to understand more about the toxic effect that domestic violence can have on sibling relationships. You might say that the Gallaghers are brothers in arms, but it's just that the arms, as well as guitars and cricket bats, are aimed at each other. They describe their relationship as characterized by sibling rivalry, epic fights, and periods of estrangement. Liam, the younger brother, seems to be more inclined to publicly display his anger and his life continues to be tumultuous. We only know what we hear in the media, but there's so much more for us to learn from Liam and others like him. Interestingly, Liam has stated in an interview that he attributes the trauma of his father's abusive behavior as fueling the anger that makes him so passionate as a lead singer and frontman, but he doesn't speak about how his abuse has affected or is connected to his volatile relationship with his older brother. One of the main messages I take away from their story is that the brothers found a pathway to resilience through what was initially a way to escape violence. Picking up the guitar may have been a lucky coincidence, but maybe not. In our research, which is founded on thorough, rigorous study of children and families facing very difficult challenges surrounding domestic violence, we found that recognizing and encouraging resilience for children has little to do with luck. Resilience can be actively and intentionally promoted. It happens through a combination of the child's qualities, the child's relationships, and the context or the community that surrounds the child. And, as I mentioned, many of these factors and processes can be developed, taught, or strengthened. This brings me to why we created the Make Resilience Matter project. First, some children as young as infants are exposed every day in their homes to intimate partner violence. Make no mistake that exposure is a form of child abuse like other forms, including physical, sexual, and emotional abuse, and neglect. Second, in the past decade in Canada and other countries, including the U.S. and the U.K., consistently high rates have been documented in community and child welfare studies. This includes increases in the number of cases being reported, investigated, and substantiated. Children's exposure to domestic violence has become a significant public health issue. Third, we know that the effects can be devastating. Children are more likely to experience trauma, depression, and difficulties managing and expressing emotions appropriately. And these problems can cast a long shadow into the future. Because children are exposed during critical, formative years, it not only immediately disrupts important cognitive, social, emotional, and physical development, it also affects their pathways into adulthood. Fourth, we also know that each child responds differently. Not every child experiences negative effects, or they experience them for the short term and can adopt healthy relational behaviors and follow healthy developmental trajectories. In short, resilience can help explain positive outcomes for children exposed to domestic violence. Most importantly, we need to better understand how children navigate their way through and how we can all better support them on their journeys. Our main aim at Make Resilience Matter is to help you do just that. We want you to be able to respond more effectively by being able to identify and support resilience factors and processes for each and every child. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, we want to engage with social workers and other helping professionals, as well as policymakers and researchers to better connect the dots between children, intimate partner violence, and resilience. In upcoming podcasts and blogs, we'll be talking with professionals working in this important and emerging area. I hope you'll join us, and thank you for listening. I'm Ramona Laggia, Lead Investigator of Make Resilience Matter. Check out our website. That's Make R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-C-E, matter.ca.